Welcome to The Dirt Show, brought to you by Napa Auto Parts, and today we're going to be joined by Lucas Oil Late Model Series driver, Tim McCready. We'll also hear from Pat Fagan from Fast Shafts, Allison McKinney from the USAC Nationals, Travis Olson from Napa Auto Parts, and make sure to get out to Deer Creek tonight for Medieval Chassis Night, and the brand new Mod Light will be on display. We'll be right back after a few words from our sponsors. Does good food get your heart racing? How about food that's prepared to perfection with your favorite sauces and seasonings? Friends, it's Speed the Sauce Man, and I'm here to tell you that if you love full throttle flavor, you're going to love our line of premium barbecue sauces and seasonings. Made with high quality ingredients, you can trust our products to punch up the flavor of your favorite meats, main dishes, and so much more. Get winning recipes and join our sauce squad at cookiesbbq.com. And remember, Smart cookies use cookies. Hey, Dirt Show listeners. Need some parts for race night? How about that classic project in your shop? Wish there was a specialty auto parts store nearby? Hot Rod Hardware in West Concord is your answer. Radiators, disc brake kits, steering columns, fuel injection systems, air conditioning systems, coil over shocks, and much more. From the street to the track, Hot Rod Hardware has everything to modernize your vehicle and improve its performance. See us at hotrodhardware.com or call 507 527 1020. Hot Rod Hardware. No robots, just real people. Napa Know How. High temperatures can affect the life of your battery, but don't sweat it. This month at Napa Auto Parts, get a $20 rebate with the purchase of a AAA Premium Napa Legend or Legend Premium Battery. Feel cool all summer long with the AC Pro Ultra Synthetic Refrigerant. Now, just $37.99 at your local Napa store. Napa, a proud sponsor of the Gopher 50 at Deer Creek Speedway and a proud sponsor of the Dirt Show. At participating locations, does not include taxes and fees. Advertised sale price is not available in some states. Rebate restrictions apply. And July 31st, 2022. When it comes to choosing your next industrial, commercial, residential, or ag electrician, choose Coles Electric. Offering pole setting, directional boring, underground trenching, boom truck service, security systems, and much more. If you're a Steel Wasika co-op member, there are excellent incentives for installing a solar array with quick payback and years of reliable service. Planning, design completion, or emergency service, see ColesElectric.com or 507-451. 1387. Let me tell you, friends, about our stores, a great place we call Miners Outdoor. We sell tools to get the job done, and the rest of the store is just plain fun. Chainsaws, mowers, ATVs, our equipment makes your job a breeze. Our service is the best around. We mow the competition down. We fix tools that run on wheels. We even got parts for snowmobiles. You sow it, you grow it, we help you mow it, run it, or ride it. We provide it. Miners Outdoor, Major Tough. Highway 218 in Blooming Prairie. If you're in need of a worry-free power lift door, then you'll want to stop and talk with Rod French. Make a statement with a power lift architectural door on your home or cabin. Power lift doors can be retrofitted to fit an existing door opening or designed into your next commercial, agricultural, livestock, or aircraft hangar build. Stylish, functional, and built to last. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing are made locally in Dodge Center, Minnesota by their experienced craftsmen. Contact Kelly or Rod. Power lift doors by French's Manufacturing. 374-9306. Welcome back to the driver's segment here on the Dirt Show, and I am joined by Lucas Oil late model driver Tim McCready. And Tim, your dad, Barefoot Bob McCready, the master of going faster, has over 600 feature wins and 29 track championships. I can't imagine the influence that your dad had on you as a child growing up. 
He had an amazing career, and he always was very focused at the racetrack. I learned so much from him, even without setup help. I mean, obviously, when when he runs as good as he does, and as much as my dad did win and, and everything else, the setup help comes with it, and just uh, understanding of a car and, and what to do with chassis dynamics and all kinds of stuff. But the work ethic is where you learn the most. You see the work ethic, you see the drive, and you see the just sacrifice it takes. Anybody, I think, that's been very successful at uh, our racing game will tell you that, unfortunately, there is things you do lose maybe in life that sometimes you don't know if you wanted it, whether it's family stuff, like being at home more or whatever it is or not, but to try to be at the top of this thing, man, it takes all of your focus most of your day and even most of your life. October 12, 1986, when your dad won the Miller 200, the biggest win of his career. You were just a teenager. What do you remember about that time? I was actually in the grandstand. You could go in the pits back then in Syracuse and different places, but I was young enough still. where I was in the stands with, obviously, family, and it was an amazing day. I mean, I know as a kid growing up, that was like a holiday for me. We would take the week off from school and I'd stay in a tent or our camper and then hotels later in life. When I would go with the, with the team, uh, that was like our uh, Daytona 500 or Indy 500 or, or Monaco Grand Prix, what, what you, whatever you would call it. Uh, and to finally win that one, I know how hard he tried and how many times he was up front and broke or something happened or just things didn't go his way. Uh, to be able to do that was just, uh, it was a very special day. I mean, it, it was, I still have pictures of victory lane of everybody there and, and just things like that that we have in my house and yeah it was truly truly an amazing uh, amazing day and just kind of like the icing on the cake of a amazing career two incredible statements your dad lives by treat people the way you want to be treated and you get out what you put in that's a great way to live yeah, I mean, it doesn't always, uh, just like anything, doesn't always work every every day like that, I, but that's how you do it. I mean, I, I've been the same way. I mean, I've done this a long time, and uh, like I said, I sat in the stands as a kid going to Canandaigua, Wheatsport, uh, Ransomville, New York, and played with the other younger kids that turned out to either be drivers, crew guys, officials, uh, then sat in the stands for a little while and, and watched them and then went in the pits and worked on cars. So I've been fortunate enough to be a part of all of it, and then I'm and I'm also very blessed to uh, drive these things and, and drive them at a high level. And you're right; the harder you work, the more you will get out of it. And, and I know it, it sounds cliche, but a lot of times talent goes out to a lot of people, but the work ethic is usually what separates the difference between whether you're going to be really good at this and longevity and everything, or if you're just going to be a quick flash in the pan because you have talent and then things don't go your way. And then as far as treating people, man, uh, I just know that. People have been nice to me. I'm nice back to them, and there's no reason to harbor ill will towards people. Um, even when I was younger, I try to you try to let things go and move on to the next day because uh, you have to have a short memory in racing because there's always another day and guys are trying to come at you. And and then when you and you don't you don't really ever win as much as you'd like to. I mean, if you have a career where your win percentage is upwards of 15 to 25 percent, that's a lucrative high-profile racing career, so most of the nights you're going home <laughs> unhappy. So uh, it's a unique sport, and, and yeah, my dad isn't wrong by uh, by those two sayings. Uh, and if you live by them and keep your nose at the grindstone, usually you can have some success. Like many Dirt Show guests over the past 14 years, you started your career in carts, and you won virtually everywhere you went. Yeah, I mean, I grew up in a different era than today. I was talking with some guys the other day, like I have two kids now, and 
I lived right beside a recreational playground. So during the summer, you'd have everybody from the neighborhood all day long could come down there, and there was dirt basketball hoop court, and then obviously uh, kickball, wiffle ball bats, all kinds of crazy stuff, and that's what the neighborhood kids would do. And most of those kids were a lot older than me, and they also fooled around with whether we had BMX bikes and, and raced around the neighborhood and then makeshift go-karts and take these things over to a field or a parking lot and, and race around. So I got I got my uh, teeth kicked in a lot like before I really started racing where it actually showed up on any stat sheets. So uh, when I started racing go-karts and I was in more groups that were kind of kids, I was my own age. I think the beatings I took from all the older kids in my neighborhood showed out and it made me a better racer and just better at a lot of things. And yeah, I went all over the East Coast for a while when I raced go-karts and then basically started racing 358 modified, small block modifieds after uh, I got a job. I was working a bunch of odd jobs, but at the end of the day, uh, our family couldn't really support another team, and my dad was trying to put food on the table. I have a younger brother and younger sister, so I kind of went out and got a job and then started to um, piece stuff together to go racing in my early 20s. So it was a uh, go-karts were, were part of it. I mean, anytime you can get time in these cars nowadays, you're, you're going to be better. Big block East Coast Modifieds are just plain cool. You and Brett Hearn had some epic battles over the years. Yeah, I mean, the beauty of the big blocks when I come through was Glenn Donnelly, who ran the circuit and owned the tour, obviously did a very good job of uh, making it lucrative enough and professional enough that you didn't have to venture to sprint cars or late models like I did or anything like that because the pay was really well and so you had guys that were there, whether it was Brett Hearn, obviously my dad, Billy Decker, the Johnson brothers, uh, Jack Johnson that had upwards of five, 600 wins, some like Brett up in the roads around 900 wins, and uh, they never left. And so when you start racing against them guys, it just sharpens the blade. That's all it does. And Brett was the guy to beat for many years, and my family and my dad and him always had a pretty good rivalry back and forth, and I kind of carried that on, and I wanted to beat him really bad all the time. and. Yeah, some wicked races at Bridgeport. I remember a couple where we maybe didn't agree after the race about how it went, but at the end of the day, anytime you could beat a guy like Brett Hearn or any of those other guys, it's a feather in your cap, man. That's why I live to do it. I really live to do this for when you sit there like at Lernerville and I see Brandon Shepard on the pole, me starting second, other guys that have won the heats, and you look, and it's like, man, all the guys that are winning a lot of races right now are all up front, and that's that's exciting for a guy like me because then you know it's it's not just maybe you can – snooker a rookie a little bit because he's young and he doesn't know all the layout you're up there with the guys that have been doing this for a long time and they're all in the prime of their career uh that'll get you jacked up so um yeah it's there's been some many many battles with a bunch of them you won the 2006 chili bowl how cool is that to be able to say oh i mean at the time when i did it i didn't realize how big it was i mean i'd watched midget races like everybody else when it was on tv on thursday night thunder and i was a big fan of non-wing sprints and, and all that stuff growing up and uh i just thought i'd been driving different cars and i thought you know i'd like to try that and i uh, had a friend that basically hooked me up with a guy and we went out there the first year and the first year i ever went out there i ran ninth in the a main and then the next year we won so i was like wow uh, this is pretty neat little event and at the time every big name was doing it just like it is now and I won it, but I also thought at the time, well, this will be fun. I'll probably do this several more times because it went so well the first two years I went. And um, But to be able to be a, a Chili Bowl champ, to line up with some of the other things I do, uh, it makes me happy. I, I don't try to think about it too much because, like I said, racers don't usually look in the rearview mirror very often. We're creatures of focusing ahead 
trying to conquer the next battle. Someday when I'm old, I'll uh, maybe line all the stuff up and sit back and try to remember it. But it is cool to hear people say and see that I've touched people in different race divisions. That's probably, for me personally, is very proud of the fact that I've been able to get in a lot of different cars and been successful in, in a lot of them and have some speed. And I think versatility is an amazing thing to have. And, and I'm very fortunate and blessed that I have some versatility and, and many people that have helped me along the way. It's uh, a lot of cool, cool, neat little things to do. You also won the 2006 World Outlaw Late Model Championship. Is there a memory from that year that stands out yet? Uh, it was crazy. The year before was my second or third year in late model racing, and we won the most races in 2015 on the tour and finished third in the points, and that was exciting, but also like, man, you know, we're going to be okay. And then the next year, I think we only won two or three. The year we won the World of Outlaw title, we won half as many races as we had won the year before, and we were way more consistent. I remember being taken aback that, like, man, at the time, you're not winning enough races. You're not winning enough races. And then at the end, to get the championship, was an amazing thing. I mean, it ranked right up there with anything I had ever done at the time. And also because that wasn't a division I focused on. I I grew up in modifieds and didn't really, like I said, we didn't decide to go run late models. It was kind of on a whim. Sweeteners Plus had a race car. I drove it a couple of times. The year the Outlaws restarted up, I went down and wasn't even planning on running the Outlaw Tour and had such a successful speed weeks that we decided to go after the rookie title and then two years after that, we're winning the World of Outlaw Championship. I'm thinking, same thing like the Chili Bowl. I'm thinking, man, we're going to get a bunch of these, and crazy things happen in life. I mean, it took a long time to get another national championship, and same thing with the Chili Bowl. I'm still chasing uh, another one. So it's uh, racing's a, an amazing sport, a fickle sport. It, it can be anything you want it to be, and that's why I think a lot of people love doing it. In 2018, you became the first driver from New York State to win the World 100. How did the kid from Watertown, New York, feel standing up there in victory lane? Oh, it's it's crazy. A lot of the stuff that I've done, it's weird. I, it was very exciting. And you don't realize, like, like I said about the Chili Bowl, same thing. A lot of the things you do, you don't realize how big they are right when you're in the moment. And um, I've done this World 100 and run it enough and tried, tried winning at Eldora. But also, I didn't grow up going to Eldora. So as a big black guy... Syracuse was the heartbreak. It was always Super Dirt Week, and it was always, man, I, I tried to win that big black race at Super Dirt Week for, I don't know, 15 years maybe, and maybe six of them or five of them. I was a leader with about 12 or 10 laps to go and had something happen. And then my family, with my dad doing the same thing, it was like the Syracuse was always a tough race. And so you go to World 100, and, and you don't treat it as, I don't think I treat it as, um, intensely is like oh man if this don't work out it's the end of the world like i used to at syracuse and until we won it we won it and to see the fans and see the reaction and understand on monday morning the radio obligations and everything else that people want you to do and some tv stuff locally and it was like wow this thing's way 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 bigger than than what i actually understood even though i'm in the division which for me is like a happy accident just because maybe it keeps me calm that i wasn't 100 percent late model guy because sometimes I do things and maybe it happens and the people, I, I don't even know why they happen sometimes. So I just drink it in and, and roll with the punches, man. Uh, that's kind of been my MO. I, I try I try not to get too down, which I can't say that, that I don't because I, I get intense. But uh, when you win, man, it's like, let, it, let your excitement out. And, and then the next day we got to do it all over again. You're the 2021 Lucas Oil late model champion. Nine feature wins, 
and a very consistent season. How good does it feel to have that orange spoiler on the back of your car when you're on top? Oh, it was pretty amazing, especially for me personally. Uh, our race team, Mega Plumbing, Donald and Gina, my new owners, we put this team together. I didn't think I was going to ever drive for anybody but the Sweeteners Plus team, and they kind of didn't know what they might want to do. And Vic and I, my teammate Vic Coffee at the time, it was just fizzling out a little bit, and these guys came on board, Donald and Gina, and started their own program and pushed me to new heights. And the championship was a main focus, and to do it was really, truly uh, amazing just because, like I said, uh, we won one in 2006, and lo and behold, it took that many more years to, to get a second as far as national touring championships. So um, it was truly an amazing night to have my family there at the end. And the, and the best part about it was the fact that Jonathan Davenport run the season, and I know he had some problems at the end, but every time him or Hudson O'Neill rattled off some wins, it looked like they were going to make a run at the title. Um, our team came out and won here and won there and, and then kind of staved it off. And uh, that just meant that the crew guys, along with me and, and, and everybody on our team, would rise to the challenge every time we did get challenged. And I think that was probably, for me personally, the most rewarding thing. Because sometimes you get pressure and you try harder and things don't work out. But it was weird. We would get pressured. We would test a little and try even harder, and it would go our way. So uh, that was an amazing, amazing thing that we did last year, and I'll, I'll cherish it forever. In 2010, you won to go for 50. 2012 was one of the wildest finishes we ever witnessed. You, Shane Clanton, and Daryl Lanigan came barreling out of turn four for the same piece of real estate heading for the flag stand. You've got another shot at it. July 7th, 8th, and 9th here in Minnesota. you got to be excited to be back there and try to win that again. Yeah, that racetrack is an amazing racetrack. Uh, they do a phenomenal job of treating everybody like they're their own family. You pull in there, they're, they're nice to you, they... They help you to park in a good spot. They say thank you, and they just, it's amazing to go to, and they fill it up. The place is always packed, and the best part about it is, is the racetrack is 95% racing, and that's all we ask as drivers. The year I won, the goal for uh, 50 was one week after my son was born. So I flew home really quick. My wife had labor pains, and I flew home from Tazewell, Tennessee, to barely get there to stay in the hospital weather for three days, and then turned right around to come back to Deer Creek and then, you know, won, won the big race at Deer Creek right after that. So it's uh, it's got a special place in my heart just because of the circumstance with my son being born and then hating that I had to leave and then the excitement and, and exuberance of actually going right out and winning a big-time race within the same week was also a, a pretty cool deal. So we love going up there as a race team. I'm glad we're able to come back. Uh, it it kind of stunk last year that the rain and stuff got at us, but hopefully uh, the weather will cooperate. And I love racing up there. I, that track is uh, a top five track in the country for uh, for racing. So I love going there. You're currently second in points, and you just picked up another huge win, the Firecracker 100, which is awesome. That was a great night, too. It was last week, and, and um, we struggled a little bit the first night and hit on some stuff and, and tried to carry it over each night and pushed uh, the setups a little further each night, and we just got fortunate enough to, to get it done, and hopefully this will pick some momentum up that we can carry on the rest of the season. The, the $50,000-plus to win races, and they're not easy to win. I mean, nothing's easy to win, but sometimes these big races, you get in a rhythm of not winning them, and you finish in fifth or third a lot, and you're missing something, but you don't know what to do. 
it's a tough deal. So hopefully that, that win will get us all up and running again to be able to spark the rest of the season. We haven't had a horrible season, but just like anything, you you win one title, you want another. You win one race, you want another. And I, I think we've just been a little off to where when we do run good, it's not been easy. It's been, oh, we struggle. In the, we've never been able to put the full night together where it's fast time, heat race win, and then start up front and, and, and win the feature. So we're trying to get some of that consistency back because that's what it's going to take to win this title because when you're racing with Brandon Shepard and the uh, Rocket House Car team, uh, they're, they're no joke, and but I also know our team can compete with them, so we just got to keep putting the pressure on and see what, see what happens. Tim, I know fans are looking forward to seeing you here in Minnesota July 7th, 8th, and 9th for the Gopher 50 at Deer Creek Speedway. I'm sure as a driver, with all the miles and traveling that you put on, it's going to be nice to be at one track for three days in a row, and we can't wait to see you here in Minnesota. Yeah, I'm excited. Like I said before, it's one of my favorite tracks to go to. Uh, they do a great job treating people well. The fans are amazing. The fans up in that entire area have always been first class, and they're rabid race fans. And definitely is nice to sit and not have to drive till 5, 6 in the morning every night to get to the next place. So, uh, I'm excited. It's an amazing event. Hopefully we can, as a race team, help do it justice. And I hope the fans come out and they realize that it could be a, a new trend of a weekend like, say, Eldora has and all these other places have because it's such an amazing racetrack that they deserve to uh, put their mark on this thing. And, and, and maybe this is the start of a crown jewel-type race weekend that can stick on the calendar until long after I'm done doing it. Tim, thank you so much for being with us here on The Dirt Show and can't wait to see you at the Gopher 50. No, of course, man. Thanks for having me. Why should your business choose Foamcraft Packaging? It's vitally important that you select a partner in the packaging business that has capabilities to satisfy your everyday packaging needs with the versatility to take care of those projects that require specialized treatment. Foamcraft is large enough to tackle all your packaging requirements, yet small enough to provide individualized services to ensure quality products. Office and production positions currently available. See foamcraftpackaging.com or call them at 507 455 28 Hey everyone, this is Chad Weir's Weir's Machine and Racing Products with today's tech tip. Today we're going to talk about our engine and rear end lift handles. These are a real nice piece we've been making for quite a few years. One end has a 3 8 coarse thread stud and the other one is drilled and tapped 5 8 coarse thread. So you can thread four of these into your engine and you and three of your homeboys can carry an engine around or you put two on each side of the rear end and then you and another guy can carry a rear end around very easily. Real nice trick tool, available at weirsmachine.com. As always, check us out online at weirsmachine.com. Thank you. Wolf & Sons Yard Service has heavy equipment. This is Scott Wolf. Whether you need a basement dug, a building removed, footings for a remodel, an RV, camper, or boat pad, rock, sand, or dirt hauled, or even a driveway or parking lot road graded, call 455 Winning drivers rely on VP Racing Fuels to optimize performance. Now get the same benefit with VP Mattitives, offering race fuel technology for your daily driver. Increase fuel mileage and restore power to your streetcar with VP's Fuel System Cleaner. Or give your race car a boost with VP's Octanium, improving your fuel's octane by up to eight numbers and giving you the throttle response your performance car was built to deliver. That's VP Mattitives, available at your local AutoZone store or at VP Racing Fuels. Arrow Race Wheels was established on the conviction that its dedicated staff could provide higher quality wheels designed specifically to endure the tough requirements and conditions of the racing industry. Most importantly, the wheels need to be manufactured and sold, maintaining an affordable price structure. 
Aero Racing Wheels has become the largest premier steel wheel supplier, and their product line speaks for itself. Upgrade your racing game today at aeroracewheels.com. Get more muscle for your money with Dixie Chopper Lawn Mowers. We've been handcrafting the toughest and fastest zero-turn mowers for over 40 years. Dixie Chopper offers a full line of residential, commercial, and industrial mowers to meet every customer's needs. Visit your local Dixie Chopper dealer today or visit online at DixieChopper.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and it is my pleasure today to be joined by Pat Fagan from Fast Shafts in Des Moines, Iowa. And Pat, this literally happens so often that it's kind of really not big news anymore. You're at one of the local tracks or one of the big events, and a driver has an issue with a drive shaft, and Pat Fagan comes through to save the night. Yeah, I think... If I'm not mistaken, it was at 141 Speedway. Middle-aged gentleman come running over to my trailer. They had a practice night on Tuesday night, and he come over, and he was in a panic mode, you know, and he was almost sure that I wasn't going to be able to help him, and I told him, just settle down here, settle down, tell me what you need, and he needed a, you know, 29-and-a-half-inch dry shaft, which is probably the most popular length in the world today. But he wanted to use his slip yoke, and he goes, oh, I don't think I can change it. I said, settle down. I can change it for you. And, oh, my God, you can? I goes, yeah, you, me and you can sit here and talk for a minute. And by the time we talk for five minutes, I'll have this yoke changed. So as we're chit-chatting back and forth, he said, oh, God, I'm going to need a quick-change yoke, too. And I said, well, you know, I just happen to have a good assortment of quick-change yokes. What we're in do you got? And he says, well, I, I got a bulldog. And I said, well, no problem. He goes, what about you bolts? I said, I, I got that, too. So, yeah, it was just a matter of 10 minutes, and he had a new drive shaft in his hand, and he was out the door happy as a lark, and they got to continue the night practicing. So it's always a good feeling. I don't go to these events to make money. It's not my option anymore. It's more to be helpful and be at the right place at the right times. It's a good feeling to have him walk away and thank me and continue with the weeks. Let's talk about the changes at Fast Shafts since I had you on the show last season. Well, I'm not getting any younger, and I'm getting up in age. I just turned 66 on June 12th. I started this venture in June of 1992, which was 30 years ago. I'm really excited about what I've created over the last 30 years. I've met a ton of great people. I've made a lot of good friends all over the United States. And at some point in time, you know... uh, I'd like to see this carry on. We started looking for that individual or that company back in approximately 2015, and I had a couple of real good people interested. Just things didn't work out. And about August of 2021, I approached a young man locally here that had a transmission shop and visited with him, and he was involved in racing. And him and his father came over, and they started talking about it, and It was Austin Kaplan is who it was, young racer from the area, and his father raced, and his grandfather was Everett Sather, who used to own JR Motorsports in Ankeny, and the Kaplan family's pretty well trenched in racing, but Austin finally came to me and said, Pat, he said, my transmission business is just going crazy. He goes, you know, my brother and I have been talking, so his brother's name is Bo Kaplan. So Bo and the father, Kent Kaplan, they called me and we set up a meeting and we closed the deal on December 31st of 2021 and I became an employee January 1st. So 
my agreement with Bo and his father was that I would stay as long as I'm able. You talk about those premier events, and we've got a couple of them coming up around here, one being the Gopher 50, the next being the Harris Clash, and then the Super Nationals. Those are great times for fans and drivers to come down and see you, say hi, and find out more about Fast Chefs. It's funny you should mention those three. My plan is to be at the Gopher 50. I've got a good relationship with the Queensland family. Uh, Cole and I, we hit it off many years ago, and I really, really enjoy the Deer Creek Speedway, and obviously I'm a sponsor of the Lucas Oil Late Model Series, so that's going to fit perfectly, and you know, the Harris Clash has always been one of my favorite events. I've always enjoyed it. Bob Harris has taken me on as a sponsor. Chad Weiris and I, you know, we've worked together building the rather unique trophy that we offer for that event. I'll definitely be there, and I don't think IMCA would allow me to miss the IMCA Super Nationals because we still have the Fast Shaft All-Star event, which is a really cool, fun event, and I still give away 30 driving suits to all 30 drivers that make the event. I'll probably do it until the day I'm gone. Pat, what are the best ways to find out more about Fast Shafts and everything that you can provide? You can go to fastshafts.com. We're pretty visible on Facebook, so you can reach us on Facebook at Fast Shafts. I also have a personal Facebook page. It's Pat Fagan. You can reach me through there. All you got to do is just type in my name and you'll find me. We do have an 800 number. It's 800-622-6617. We've had the same phone number for over 30 years. Pat, thanks for all you do. We will see you at the Gopher 50, and thanks for being with us here on the Dirt Show today. I appreciate you including me in this. I do a lot of small things. You know, I'm not a marketing specialist, but I think that all the little things that I've accumulated that I do and This show is one of the small pieces of the puzzle. I think this is what gets me to where I am today. So thank you, Clayne, for all you do for me. You do a lot of things, and you do a lot of things well. Thank you. The National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum's newest exhibit is going to be our track tribute to Ascot Speedway and will run from May through September this year. Our track tribute to Ascot Speedway will feature eight of the historically significant race cars that raced during Ascot's heydays of dirt track racing on both the big half-mile track and Ascot's quarter-mile track. Also, the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum will feature several racing videos and interviews that took place when Ascot was still in existence, with many of our National Sprint Car Hall of Fame inductees from California and the history of their careers shaped at Ascot Speedway. You can expect to see and learn more about these drivers' accomplishments and Hall of Fame careers at the track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum. So if you're a West Coast slide them in Sprint Car fan, You won't want to miss our track tribute to Ascot Speedway this May through September at the National Sprint Car Hall of Fame and Museum in Knoxville. Here's one of the most incredible lubricating products ever made, Justice Brothers JB80. It's twice as good at lubricating just about everything around the home, shop, and your car. JB80 has a penetrating action that goes straight to the problem areas and even the tightest places. Try JB80, the incredible spray lubricant that's twice as good. 
and it's guaranteed to satisfy or your money back. See our display at Runnings. Tell the Mad Justice Jr. sent you. Had an accident or fender bender? Luckily, Bob and his staff at Midwest Collision are close by. The staff at Midwest Collision has years of collision repair experience under their belts. They also use state-of-the-art painting, paint matching, and repair technology to get your vehicle back on the road as soon as possible, like nothing ever happened. No job is too big or too small. Midwest Collision treats each repair with the same amount of dedication. Call the professionals today at 332-2434 for all your collision repair needs. You bend them, we mend them. Medieval Chassis has been the leader in better engineered stock cars and modifieds for almost two decades. They are now going to become the center of all things mod light in the Midwest. Medieval Chassis will be the go-to shop for all parts in store, online, or by phone for this up-and-coming cost-conscious racing class. Summer 2022, Medieval Chassis will have their mod light platform in action. Kicking off the new Endeavor, Medieval Chassis and Cow's Big Deals will be auctioning off a 2023 mod light roller valued at $12,000 in October. Watch Facebook and see MedievalChassis.com for more details. Whether you're running for the checkered flag, blasting on the strip, or cruising in the boulevard, you want crisp flat response and reliable horsepower. Buyer's Engine Service offers a full machine shop that can completely machine and rebuild your tractor, race car, or streetcar engine and put some life under your hood. No gimmicks, just horsepower. See BuyersEngine.com or call 507-282-5586. Extreme! Why choose powder coating over liquid paint finishes? Maximum durability. Extreme Powder Coatings offer a scientific process that uses heat to bake the colorful finish deep into your product. Extreme Powder Coatings can deliver multimedia blasting, impact-resistant epoxy primers, and super-durable powder coat applications to meet your needs. Visit ExtremePowderCoating.net for more information. Extreme Welcome back here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Allison McKinney from the USAC Nationals. And Allison, we opened up The Dirt Show this season with your husband, Ryan, talking about the SRX Racing Series. The series is off to another exciting season. Absolutely. In fact, right now, I just took a break from packing the motorhome and getting it ready to leave to go to the next race, which is in Stafford, Connecticut. So the first two races in Pensacola and South Boston, Virginia, they both went really good. Great racing. Two different winners, Elio Castroneves won at Pensacola, and then Tony Stewart pretty much put a show on and schooled them a little bit at South Boston. So Moke says he's not going to play nice anymore. He plans on winning a lot more races. So fans should definitely tune in for some great racing for the next four Saturdays live on CBS at 8 p.m. Eastern time. You have plenty going on in the summer months with work, racing, mm-hmm. and the kids, and you're actually heading out to watch Colt race. We're lucky that right here where we live in Mooresville, North Carolina, where a lot of the NASCAR race teams are based right here in this area. IndyCar, too. Penske has their whole operation here. So they have IndyCar and the road racing teams here as well. But we're lucky to have one of the premier dirt tracks in the country for the kids, for, you know, the younger series of racing, outlaw carts, all the way up to micros. They have a phenomenal micro group now that they've built up at this point. So Colt's lucky enough that he gets to race a couple times a month. It's usually like two weeks out of the month during the week. That's when a lot of the NASCAR kids are able to race and their dads are able to be there. And then usually a couple times on the weekends as well. But if you can win a race at Millbridge, you're definitely competing against the best equipment and the best prepared drivers and teams in the country. So we're going to go out there and run the box stock tonight and just see how he does. 
The USAC Nationals are back at Houston Speedway July 8th, 9th, and 10th. Absolutely. And hopefully the fans enjoyed the World of Outlaw show there last weekend. They put on some incredible races. So I know that the fans there in that area really love the 410 wing sprint cars. I do too. My guy won on Saturday. Sheldon, I think, was like seventh with maybe four laps to go and pulled off an incredible few laps to win right at the line. So hopefully they enjoyed that. But the really cool thing is, is that a lot of those guys that run the wing sprint cars in the big series in the country, they came from running USAC, from running midgets and non-wing sprint cars and have progressed along into the wing cars. But most of them still come back and run midgets, usually at Chili Bowl. And we have BC39, the race that's held inside Indianapolis Motor Speedway. It's coming up here at the beginning of August, actually the week before the Knoxville Nationals. And then the non-wing cars, they try and run those as many times as they can. Indiana Sprint Week is very prestigious. My family is involved with two different teams. Both of our guys, Sheldon Hoddenshield and Tyler Courtney, get out there as much as they can and run with the USAC guys. The exciting thing is, is you're actually going to be able to see one of the winners from the Houston World of Outlaws races. Buddy Kofoid got his first World of Outlaws win, and that's not even Buddy's full-time job. His full-time job, he's competing for the championship in both the midget and sprint series with USAC. He'll be there, and then all the names from last year that people remember, Brady Bacon, Thomas Meserval, CJ Leary, all of those guys, they will be back for three more nights of racing. The legends that were down in the pit areas to get a chance to talk to, that was a great time. Houston Speedway is very easy to find in Brandon, South Dakota. If fans would like to find out more information about camping, daily activities, and tickets, it's usacnationals.com. There they can buy tickets, which are actually cheaper than last year. We've done discounted tickets. And we've also done discounted packages for multi-day. So you can actually buy one ticket and that gets you in for all three days. Then also reserve your camping spot. And you can see the maps, choose your camping spot, all on that website on usacnationals.com. Also, be sure to follow the social media USAC Nationals on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We just announced that we're going to have a fan pit party on Saturday of the USAC Nationals. We're encouraging fans to come out a little bit earlier than they normally would for the on-track action from 1 to 4. We're going to open up the pit area for free, and fans are going to be able to come down and see the cars up close, meet the drivers, get autographs, buy T-shirts, the USAC merchandise trailer will be there as well. And in addition to that, we've got three different big inflatables for the kids to play on. And there'll be face painting. We're going to have a dunk tank. It's going to go towards charity, but you're going to have a chance to throw balls and try and dunk some of your favorite drivers. Actually, the first person that we're going to put in there is one of the competition guys from USAC, Kirk Spriggan in there, that maybe we could get a good jump on raising some money for charity by letting the drivers and the teams have a shot at him. So <laughs> he's being a good sport and playing along with us. Hopefully there's some great weather on Saturday and everybody can come out and hang out with us from 1 to 4. And then at 4 o'clock we'll clear the pit area and you can purchase pit passes. But otherwise, we're going to clear the pit area, give fans time to get up to the stands, and then we're going to roll with the on-track action that evening. 
Allison, thanks for all you do for racing throughout the country, and thanks for being with us here on The Dirt Show today. Absolutely. One other thing I'd like to mention real quick is that on Friday night, we worked with Houston's and were able to add the 305 Race Saver Sprints as well. So hopefully those local fans will come out and cheer for their local heroes, their local drivers that are their favorites. And they'll also get to see the full show with the USAC midgets and non-wing sprint cars. Hopefully they will want to come back for the next two nights and see those guys compete for some of the biggest money that they race for all year. That's a great addition to the program. Looking forward to seeing you at Houston. Shevland Enterprises, your locally owned and operated sanitation and recycling service, offers the highest quality garbage removal and trash pickup services at great rates. Commercial, residential, construction, and industrial trash removal and recycling in Owatonna and the surrounding areas in Dodge and Steel Counties. Shevland Enterprises also specializes in roll-offs and dumpster. Contact Chris and his staff today for small town service at a small town price. 528-9900. That's 528-9900. Bulldog Coatings specialize in concrete coatings as well as concrete restoration repair. Hi, I'm Todd with Bulldog Coatings. Our coating systems provide a durable finished floor that is both easy to maintain and adds value to your home. The unique patented Bulldog Coatings are not limited to just garage floors. They can be used for interior flooring as well as pool deck, patio, and sidewalk applications. Our systems can be installed in as little as one day and year-round. We are a locally owned family business ready to serve Southern Minnesota. Visit us on Facebook or call us for a free estimate. 837-9773. Let Bulldog protect your floors. When one of your appliances breaks down, you need help, and you need it fast. Contact Sorensen's Appliance Service. They service the entire Cows listing area. Their employees live in our community and sponsor area racers and softball teams. Sorensen's Appliance Service. People you know that will get your appliances serviced with trained technicians. Contact them today, 256-7766. That's 256-7766. Partnering with hog and cattle producers throughout the United States, Altenburg Construction has almost 30 years of experience in the slat replacement business. Altenburg Construction also uses a custom wash bay to ensure biosecurity to protect your herd. Whether you need an entire site or a single slat, call the professionals at Altenburg Construction at 888-435-2210 or see altenburgconstruction.com. Welcome back to the sponsor segment here on The Dirt Show, and I am joined by Travis Olson from the Napa Distribution Center here in Owatonna. And Travis, we were at Murray County Speedway in Slayton last Friday night for Dirt Show Night and a stock car special. It is so cool seeing that beautiful new Rowdy's Napa Auto Parts store as you pull into Slayton and the sign at the track. All of your stores in this region are major supporters of their local community and community events. Yes, Rodney and Kim do an excellent job for us there in Slayton, Minnesota. They have put a nice investment into their business, building a new building, upgrading their inventory, and the service levels they're providing to that community. But again, as you mentioned, many of our ownerships do that throughout southern Minnesota. Our ownerships love to be involved locally with parades, special events, food drives, anything they can do to help promote their local communities. Next weekend, Thursday, July 7th, Friday, July 8th, and Saturday, July 9th is the first ever three-day Go for 50 brought to you by Napa Auto Parts. What does Napa have in store for the fans? We have a lot going on that weekend. This is actually the 42nd annual 
go for 50. We're excited to be out there and be one of the main sponsors. We're going to have autograph signings. We're going to have drivers. We're going to have different contests for the fans that they can win Napa prizes. We're going to be giving out hats and t-shirts and and all kinds of stuff. But I am so excited. I think it's going to be a great show, great event for the three days and a huge prize for the winner of the show on Saturday night. We're just really excited to be there. There's going to be a bunch of past winners returning to try to uh, win the big $50,000 Saturday night. I think it's uh, going to be a pack stands. And, you know, I would encourage you to reach out to your local Napa Auto Parts store. They have a chance to purchase some pre-tickets that are VIP. You can get into a deck or general admission tickets and then also pit passes and a meal that comes with that. So reach out to your local Napa store and see if you can get your hands on some of those tickets. This is also our chance to see some of the top late model drivers in the country right here in our backyard. Today's guest, Tim McCready, is just one of those drivers that's going to be there. Yeah, so we we got a few of them coming back that are past winners, and we're super excited about seeing them. Tim McCready's on my list, Scott Bloomquist, Mike Mahler, and Brandon Shepard. These guys are from Illinois, Tennessee, New York, and Tennessee. So, I mean, it's, it's cool to see them come this far to really win some big money. It's also a chance to see our area's top modified drivers going after some big money from all over the region. Absolutely. One of the new top young guns that that we have our eye on is Dustin Sorensen out of Rochester. It was pointed out that he's going to be the first ever third generation racer to compete in the Gopher 50. So such a cool thing that dirt track racing is is so family driven, a lot like Napa Auto Parts. You know, we, we have second and third generation owners and it's cool to see them carry on their grandpa's and, and dad's traditions of racing. I highly encourage fans to come out early and get a pit pass, head down to the pits to meet the drivers, grab a hero card, an autograph, buy a t-shirt or two, and enjoy a great night or two or three at the racetrack. Yes, we encourage everybody to come out, have fun, bring your kids. It's all family friendly. We want to have fun. We want to uh, spoil your kids a bit, give them a free hat. We have stickers we're handing out. We got some glow stick necklaces we'll be throwing out to the crowd. But also, if you see somebody driving around in a Napa cart, wave us down. We'll give you a ride. We'll take you through the pits. We have some drivers that have been willing to open up their trailers and show us a little bit about their cars before the races. So always reach out to us. If you see somebody, let us know you're heard of on the show and uh, we look forward to seeing you there and having fun. Travis, thanks for all you do here at the Napa Distribution Center in Owatonna and thanks to all of the local stores that helped put this three-day event together. Oh, thanks, Clean. We're just so happy to be part of it again. Couldn't be more proud to be a sponsor of the Dirt Show and helping us get the word out and we, again, we just look forward to seeing everybody out there and having a great weekend. Thanks for being with us and we'll see you at the Go for 50. Thank you. Toner's Lake Karting Facility offers dirt oval karting at its finest. Hot laps start at noon on Sundays, followed by great kart racing from rookies to pros. Admission is always free, and pit passes are only 5 bucks. Come out and enjoy some exciting, safe, and fair kart racing at a well-organized facility. Toner's Lake Karting, located northwest of Wasika in a beautiful rural setting next to Toner's Lake. See tonerslakekarting.org for more details. For 50 years. 
years. Reuse and recycle is not a new concept to us. Miskin Auto Parts has been recycling your old vehicles since the Beatles were still together. Just call us and we'll send one of our friendly drivers right to you and haul away your old retired vehicle. Scrap prices are up, so it's a good time to clean up those unwanted vehicles and get money in your pocket. Give us a call at 507-684-2100 or online at Mizgin.com. Miskin Auto Parts, in God we trust. At Land Pros, our team of brokers and auctioneers specialize in farmland sales, live land auctions, and online land auctions across the Midwest with total sales of 190,000 acres. At Land Pros, you get a team of land professionals going to work for you. We pride ourselves on providing local service and knowledge with national marketing and results. If you're thinking of buying or selling, contact Land Pros agent JJ Wise at 641 Sell or go to landpros.com. That's L A N D P R O Z.com. Welcome to the Dirt Track segment brought to you by Cookies, Sauces, and Seasonings. Fairmont Raceway was racing last Wednesday night, June 22nd, in the B Mods. Chris Jackson over Gabriel Hodges in the Hobby Stocks. Dylan Clinton over Dylan Nelson in the Modifieds. Jason Cummins over Don Gertson Jr. in the Stock Cars. It was Derek Green over Kyle Falk. And in the Tuners, Jaden Erickson over Alan Lahr. Kasuth County Speedway, now going to Iowa, was also running last Thursday night, June 23rd, in the Modified A Main. Kelly Shryock over Cody Connect in the Sport Mods. Matthew Matthew Loaf over Gerald Curry in the Hobby Stocks. Dan Hanselman over Josh Seidels in the Sport Compacts. Jade Lang over Lucas Parsons in the Mini Mods. Ben Krause over Bobby Rulo and in the Stock Cars. McCain Jennings over Calvin Lang. KRA Speedway in Wilmer was racing last Thursday night, June 23rd in the Pier Stocks. Chris Isdall over Cody Hatch in the Modifieds. Don Ishens over Shane Sabraski. In the Midwest Mods, Brandon Murworth over Jake Smith. In the Mod 4s, Tommy Bowden over Taylor Larson. In the Super Stocks, Shane Sabraski over Dexton Cook. In the Street Stocks, Justin Vogel over Braden Brower. And in the Hornets, Peter Martin over Joe Martin. It was Dirt Show Night at Murray County Speedway last Friday night, June 24th. In the Bombers, Evan Stelter over Zachary Bierman. In the Sport Compacts. Brandon Hartman over R.J. Esquita in the Hobby Stocks. Malik Sampson over Corey Probst in the Sport Mods. Matthew Loaf over Tony Railson in the Stock Cars. Kevin DeBeer over Dustin Larson in the Modifieds. Don Gertson Jr. over Cole Bentz in the Limited Late Models. Tony Croninger over John Kaiser. And in the Vintage Cars, Wayne Offdahl over Ryan Mooney. Chateau Speedway was running last Friday night, June 24th. In the Pier Stocks, Jack Paulson over P.J. Duchesne. In the USRA B-Modifieds, Noah Grinstead over Hunter Kennedy. In the A-Mods, Aaron Benson over Ryan Wettstein. In the Hornets, Ryan Schott over Sean Poston. In the Midwest Modifieds, Greg Pfeiffer Jr. over Caden Calf. And in the Stock Car A-Main, Chris Adams over Brad Lang. Mississippi Thunder Speedway was running last Friday night, June 24th. Fourth in the Hobby Stocks, Nick Schwabach over Steve Dwyer in the USRA B Mods, Joe Chisholm over Taylor Osrud in the Modifieds, Brandon Davis over Jim Chisholm in the USRA Late Models, Lance Hofer over Brad Waits. Hancock County Speedway was racing last Friday night, June 24th in the Modifieds, Jeremy Mills over Todd Steinhardt in the Sport Mods, Charlie Stevens over Alec Fett in the Stock Cars, Heath Tulp over Kelly Shryock in the Hobby Stocks, Chris Krug over Josh 
Seidels, and in the Sport Compacts, Max Heimbunch over Logan Kelly. Worthington Speedway had a double header last weekend, both Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, June 25th, in the Bombers, Kent Miller over Brock Harnick. In the Hobby Stocks, Jordan Aylers over John Ross. In the Modifieds, Kelly Schrock over Cole Bentz. In the Sport Mods, Tim Bergeson over Colby Fett. In the Sport Compacts, Jaden Erickson over Jason Bolt. And in the Stock Cars, Jeffrey Larson over Matt Olson. On Sunday, the 26th at Worthington Speedway in the Bombers, it was Kent Miller over Zachary Bierman. In the Hobby Stocks, Luke Ramsey over Corey Probst. In the Modifieds, Kyle Brown over Trent Loverud. In the Sport Mods, Colby Fett over Tory Fisher. In the Sport Compacts, Kane Malberg over Cody Gordon. And in the Stock Cars, Damon Murdy over Mike Albertson. Madison Speedway was racing last Saturday night, June 25th. In the Pier Stocks, Alex Greninger over Dominic Plato. In the Late Models, Brody Croninger over Derek Quinn. In the Hornets, Adam Vanderstein over Peter Martin. In the Midwest Modifieds, Jamie Thorsted over Darren Engeser. In the Modifieds, Lee Groves over Brian Haven. In the Street Stocks, Zachary Flicklinger over Ross Bierkaset. In the Super Stocks, Jeff Flatten over Carter Rents. Arlington Raceway was racing last Saturday night, June 25th. In the Hobby Stocks, Corey Probst over Chad Volk. In the Sport Compacts, Nate Koopman over RJ Esquita. In the Outlaw Hobby A Main, Carl Hugh. Jr. over Rodney Manthe in the Sport Mods, Zach Davis over Matthew Loaf in the Race Saver Sprints, Mike Stein over Trevor Service in the Stock Car A Main, Kurt Lund over Tim Pesek in the Modifieds, Dan Mank over Trent Loverud. Deer Creek Speedway was racing last Saturday night, June 25th in the USRA B Mods, Zach Brom over Noah Grinstead in the Modifieds, Brandon Davis over Rodney Sanders in the Stock Cars, Braden Gear over Sean Peter in the Midwest Mods. Modifieds, Nick Kohler over Travis Underdahl, and in the street stocks, Braden Brower over Colton Brower. Ogilvie Raceway was racing last Saturday night, June 25th. In the Modifieds, Dan Ebert over Dave Kane. In the Midwest Mods, Zach Benson over Cole Boston. In the Mod 4s, Tyler Larson over Dean Larson. In the Super Stocks, Jeremy Nelson over Shane Sabraski. In the Street Stocks, Kyle Dykoff over Caden Woody. In the Wissota Late Models, Cole Shearing over Travis Budaskovich. And in the Hornets, Justin Barnes over Carter Matthews. Husett Speedway in Brandon, South Dakota had a four-night run of 410 wing sprint cars starting on June 22nd in the 30-lap A main, Spencer Basin over Carson Macedo. On June 23rd in a 35-lap A main, Michael Kofoid over James McFadden. And in the late model street stock A main, Matt Stewerwald over Zach Oliver. On June 24th in a 410 wing sprint car A main, Carson Macedo over Brian Brown. And in the limited late model street stocks, Eric Mauser over Matt Stourwald. And the June 25th finale at Houston Speedway with the NOS Energy Drinks, World of Outlaw Sprint Car 40 Lap A Main, Sheldon Hoddenchild over James McFadden. Mason City Motor Speedway was running on Sunday night, June 26th, in the USRA Stock Cars, Chance Hollitz over Mitch Hoovden in the B Mods, Taylor Scougie over, over Hunter Longnecker. In the Hobby Stocks, Dustin Goldbranson over Dylan Clinton. And in the Mini Mods, Chase Daniels over Ben Krause. Hi, this is Harvey West, and you've been listening to The Dirt Show. See you at the races.